Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. The reason why I love this podcast is not only because I get to speak with such amazing, interesting, inspiring individuals, but that I secretly pick people that will benefit me in my life, people that I wouldn't normally get access to to talk to, people that can help me with my life goals, my spiritual life, my relationships, my understanding of finances. And today's guest is someone who is just that. So Ash Cash Exantis is one of the nation's top financial educators. He's pretty much called the financial motivator because when you hear him speak, I mean, he speaks words and power and psychology into understanding your relationship with money, which is something I never thought I could have. And what I really, really appreciate and respect about Ash's upbringing is that he was born and raised in a single parent home. Um, He grew up in a public housing development in Harlem. And it was um, just during an era filled with drugs and high crime. And he became an entrepreneur at an early age. All to say, his words today are very purposeful and practical. When I listen to the way he teaches money, it's things that I wish I heard when I was younger and things that I can actually apply to at any stage of my life, whether whether I had $1,000 in my account or more. So I'm very happy to have Ash Cash Exantis with us right now. All right, so Ash Cash, let's start with this. So I actually discovered you through a mutual friend who I have mad respect for, and that is the Budgenista. Hey, that's my sister right there. That's my yes, sister. Yes, yes. Um, Tiffany Aliche, she has been with The Real, my our show, for so long. And every time she comes on, she drops these gems that are just like, you know, so on point and things that I wish I could have known back in high school, back in college. And so, you know, um, to actually find people who speak my language when it comes to money is very rare. So, of course, I had to go through the rabbit hole of who uh, Tiffany's friends are, right? So I started digging further and somehow I landed onto into your work and your in your realm. And I was like, wow, Ash Cash is really about this breaking of a curse, which you always yeah. say, right? Breaking of this curse of the financial curses, the curses of white people who build you up to make you think you're only what they tell you you are. Growing up, so I'm I'm from New York. I'm from Harlem, Huntsway Night Street, Eighth Avenue, St. Nicholas Projects, right? And so growing up, uh, I grew I grew up, you know, you know, single, single parent. Um, and I was taught, you know, that you had to work hard for money. I was taught that it was all, you know, money looked like stuff and you had to, you know, have the big house, the cars and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, when we start thinking about our real purpose and why we were put on this earth, uh, it's really, I, I, I always say, uh, that we are, we are greatness on display, God, G O D, right. Greatness on display. Um, and so in, in order for us to maximize our full potential, we have to display our greatness. And greatness isn't the cars that you drive, it's the legacy that you leave. Um, and, so, and so that clip, you know, touched me in such a way because, you know, again, when people are, are you know, driving these cars, they're going to these places, they're buying these clothes, and they're saying that, you know, that they're representing what they think is a brand name, it's actually a last name, and it's actually the legacy 
that they're, you know, that they're, that they're, uh, you know, carrying on for another family. So why not hustle, right? You know, hustle for your last name. Why not hustle for your last name uh, and leave that legacy? Absolutely. And that's why you created Mind Right Money Management, right? Yes. So how, what, what does Mind Right Money Management do for people? How is it supposed to teach us to break free of our curses and to start looking at our last name like it actually has power? Yeah, so, I, so, so number one, I think uh, the important part is mind right, right? So, my, so, so, so uh, you know, I'm an author. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers. My first book is called Mind Right, Money Right. And the reason why I titled my company Mind Right, Money Management, Mind Right, Money Right is the book is because, you know, as a former banker, 15 years, working with wealthy individuals, wealth, working with people who are trying to come up, the one thing that I realized, the difference between people who have and people who have not it's not your background. It's not where you come from. It's not your age. It's not your sex. It's not your color. It's none of that. It's your mindset. It's the belief system that you can have it and being able to think, speak, and do the things that are required to get what you want, right? And so my right money management does that. First and foremost, our, our, our goal is to change your mindset. In the, in the words of the late Wayne Dyer, if you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at will change, right? And so it's really about uh, changing the mindset, changing the paradigm, understanding that, you know, what, what are the things that I, that, I, that I want, I desire in life, and how am I speaking about those things? How am I, you know, uh, acting about those things? How am I speaking, you know, how am I thinking about those things? And then, you know, how am I, you know, creating these things? We're co-creators in this life. And so how are we creating these things that we want? Um, and so I created My Right Money Management because I noticed that a lot of financial educators are really talking about practical things, right? Like, how do you save? How do you budget? How do you do all these things? That's all good, right? That's part of money management. But if you don't got the mind right, then you're not, you're right? There, there's, there's people who make a million dollars and spend a million one. And so you're still living check to check. So it's not the million dollars. It's the mindset that has you working hard for money instead of you working you know, having money work hard for you. Uh, and that's what we teach at Mind Right Money Management. So I, I'm right there with you when it comes to mind being right. Because when I was growing up, so me being the first generation of uh, Vietnamese immigrant parents, right? Their mindset was that they fled from poverty. And so coming to the U.S., even as my parents both became um, income earners and we... I would say we're low and then built ourselves to middle class. Their mindset was always that we were poor, always. Mm -hmm. And so even though we had money in my household, I never really saw it. You know, mm -hmm. I always felt like we were poor. And the reason why I knew we had money, and not much, but I knew we had enough, is because even though we were living there by very, 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 you know, modest means, we ate very, you know, modest meals there was nothing like succulent and big about our feasts we had very basic like rice and just you know basic easy cheap meats and chicken and pork butt and like you know the easy stuff you know electricity like everything had to be turned off in the house because I, I I learned that like by five years old that we had to pay for electricity you know I knew about money at a young age but not in a flourishing way or a, an inspirational way I knew about it in a in a saving in a scared way that we could mm -hmm. go poor but I knew my family came into some money because at some point we uh, pretty much sponsored 10 family members to come over. Yeah. 
And so I know that it takes some money to sponsor each individual. And then from there, my parents helped to clothe them, help to feed them, to take these family members that weren't able to escape on their own to help get their education on and provide them cars. And even though, again, the cars were like the Datsun from 1987 and like the Toyota Corolla that had like three hubcaps on still, you know, like it, it, it was it was still that. I was always in fear of money. So that kept, that crept into me until my adulthood. I still remember now, you know, times now where I feel very guilty to splurge on myself. Mm. I remember one particular time and Marav hears this story all the time. Marav is my assistant. She's, she's on the line right now. But when I fly places, I, I fly coach class. If I don't need to fly anything more fancy because I just think let's be sensible with money. I don't need to be fancy, but there are times where I'd be rolling up to speaking engagements, lashes falling down my face, so tired because I took the red eye because I won't give myself the first class to get the mm. the bed the bed to lay down. Even mm-hmm. though I'm working, I yeah. can expense the ticket, but I'm just afraid to spend money. And I know that that's because of my parents' mindset, you know? Yeah. So that's something I'm training myself now. So speaking of getting your mind right, I want to ask you, how does somebody who is, I don't know if that's a curse, but how is how does somebody who was born, you know, with such, I mean, more impoverished conditions than I had, you know, people who didn't have roofs over the head, people who experienced homelessness, how do they get their mind right to then actually put themselves on the playing field to feel equal to others, to be able to get opportunity? Yeah, I, I, I love that question. Um, and, and the answer is that everyone needs to understand that abundance is their birthright. Yo, you say that and I'm like, for who? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wow, that's power yeah. in those words. Yeah, and, 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 let, and let me explain, right? When you think about, um, you know, uh, all creatures that are that are that are built on this earth, right? Uh, everyone is taken care of, right? You think you think of you think of a fish, you think of you know every single every creature that that is on this earth is taken care of. The worm is taken care of, the bird is taken care of, the fish is taken care of. Everybody's taken care of. So what makes us different from any of those species? The the other thing too is that we are the only species, right, that can actually think something and make it a reality, right? And so that's the difference. The difference is that abundance is your birthright. You are you have already been taken care of. And so how you live your life and what you how you know the 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 level of how you live your life is really based on your mindset. It's based on the belief system that abundance is your your birthright and then understanding that the way you you know display God or greatness on display is to magnify your your abundance right and so let me give you i'll give you a a perfect example right those who are um sort of uh they they start from nothing right or they you know don't have the means are in a better position to maximize their full potential why because they are the ones that are, are are you know they built up the strength they built up the stamina so i'll give you an example of a butterfly imagine if a butterfly was born as a butterfly right that 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 you know, it, the the beauty of the butterfly is is in the story, is in the fact that it started out as a, as a caterpillar, in the fact that it had to break out of this chrysalis, it had to you know strengthen up its wings, it had to get strong, and as it broke out of this chrysalis and got strong, it was it it, it, it transitioned it transitioned into this beautiful butterfly, right? And so 
that's the beauty of that. And so as somebody who, you know, and I'll use myself because we have similar stories, right? And so, you know, my, my parents are Haitian immigrants. When my, when, when my parents came here, you know, my, you know, li lived in a single parent home. My mom raised three of us. You grew up in but public my, housing. My, right. Lived in public housing. You know, my mom sort of instilled in us the just enough, right? So she worked hard and any money that she got over what it took to take care of us, she would, she would do the same thing. She would give it away, right? And so as I got into adulthood, I got to the space where I started only believing, right, that I, I, I could only use just enough. Right. And so I had what you have. Right. Which, which is called survivor's guilt where I'm like, uh, I don't I don't need this. I, you know, I, I could do you know, I could do without. But what happens is this is that when I started to realize that abundance is my birthright, if I'm telling people that they have to maximize their full potential, I can tell them that or they can see my example and they can follow that example. And so my, my, you know, what I would say to anybody who has that limited mindset is to understand that abundance is your birthright and imagine how many people you will inspire by maximizing your full potential. How many people you're gonna inspire that says, you know what, I started at this level where I was living paycheck to paycheck. Now, you know, I, I, I make more than enough money where I can employ people. I can, you know, not, not only take care of my own, you know, you know, income and, and, and my own household, but I can now employ other people. I can, I can also bless other people because that's the other thing, right? You know, we think about, you know, a, a lot of times people who are in situations um, are because they're in that situation, they're only thinking about themselves at that level, right? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to eat? How am my family going to survive? Things of that nature. I believe that the key to abundance is being selfless, right? Stop thinking about yourself. Start thinking about how you can help other people. And in helping other people, you inadvertently help yourself, right? And so I say, think about what value do you bring to the world. And instead of just thinking, well, I'm going to work every day so I can pay bills, that is the worst use of your talent, of your time, of your breath even, right? It, yo, 2021 did not show you that tomorrow is not promised. You're wasting your breath. You're wasting your talent trying to pay bills when there is someone right now waiting for your gift. And when you, when you provide them that gift, you will be taken care of. And so, you know, you know it, 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 it's, it's important to get out of yourself, get out of your small mind, thinking about the basic necessities. How do I, that's already taken care of. Start thinking about who are you in your being and just start being who you are. And while you're being that person, people are going to see the value in that. And then you're able to monetize. You're able to attach a paycheck to your purpose. And then you're intentional. Your, your income and your impact matches because you're, you are being who you are opposed to focusing on the small things, which is how I'm going to pay my bills, how I'm going to maintain my day-to-day -day life. You know what? You are saying that the power is in the perspective which I really agree. I remember when I first started my business of being a makeup artist and then turned a stylist, just promoting myself felt so awkward because you're basically going around telling everybody um, to, to book me, hire me, put money in my pocket, um, make sure that you pick me over somebody else. And for some reason, there was such a, I was embarrassed and, and, and I felt awkward to promote myself so hard. Um, and that I noticed made me come off 
weak and it made me come off insecure mm. about my skill set when I really did think I was badass. I really did know that I was better than other people in the Bay Area when it came to the level of work I could provide them. So I had to switch my perspective, Ash Cash. I had to switch my perspective that, no, when I talk to you about my business, when I talk to you about what I can do for you, I'm not telling you to put money in my pocket. I'm not telling you to focus on help me, not you, but I'm saying I can help you. And I'm really good at serving you and your needs. I'm really good at making you feel good about yourself so that you can go out there and kill it in your business, in your entrepreneurship, when you want to build your relationship at home and and, and get that romance back with your husband or whatever the, the thing may be. I took myself out of it and I made it more about my purpose. You are paying for this purposes. My job is you. Right now, my job is just you and what I can do for you. And I noticed a difference immediately. The way I spoke about myself more as a servant to other people, mm. I was able to promote myself so much stronger Absolutely. than just like Jeannie Mai is the is the jam. Jeannie Mai is the, you know, it, it was, yes, Jeannie Mai is amazing because she's going to help transform Absolutely. you because Absolutely. she's going to help do things for you. And that's... That's when things started to change, Ash Cash. I remember, you know, when I moved to Hollywood, Hollywood moves at a very different pace. Los Angeles moves at a very different pace than your hometown, than the Bay Area. So if we all know, if you've ever been to Hollywood, guys, you can imagine a city full of transplants where people come there to go build their business. The gift of Gab is like on every block. Everybody is going to spin you a new story. But who is the person to really sell me the the purpose of why they believe in what they want to do and how can it help you? Like if you really think about it, when we buy into a business, when we go to an auto shop to get that car, to get our car taken care of, or we hire that lawyer to fight and defend us in a case, we hire the person that looks so super dedicated to us that they can live, eat, and sleep exactly what it is that we need that we would actually give them money and put it in their pocket. We don't hire them because they talk about themselves. We hire them because they make us believe that their business or their service is truly worth it. And and just that slight perspective really did transform my business. So I like what you said because I, I didn't think about it until now that that is what I did in order to help myself. And, 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 that, and that's the absolute, that is the key. That's it. There, there is no, there is no comma. There is no, you know, dash, nothing. It's a period, exclamation point. Like that period. It. All period. That's it. it that, that's it. Because the, because the thing is, is this, right? Um, and when I wake up every single morning, my goal is to motivate and inspire people to live their best life. It's not about me. It's not, a, it's, you right. know, Ash doesn't wake up and say, oh, I'm gonna wake up today and see how much money I can get in my bank account so I can get a new Rolls Royce or I can get a bigger house or I can get some, no. I wake up every single day and I say, how can I in- inspire and motivate people to be better? And Every single day, that's my purpose. Every single day, I pour into other people. You know, there are people, I, I get letters from people who are in jail, right? I got a letter the other day from somebody who did 20 years in jail and said, I read one of your books and the book inspired me so that when I get out, when I get home from jail, you know, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do this thing different. And that, and, and for me, imagine if I didn't show up. Imagine if I didn't write the book. Imagine if I didn't wake up every day wanting to inspire and motivate. And so, 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 so Gina, I want the people who are listening to this to understand, get out of your way. You are, you are the answer to someone's prayers. Somebody right now is praying for you. 
They're praying for something that you that you know, something that you do, something that you provide. And the fact that you're so focused on you, you're not even able to see that, that you can save somebody's life, that you can help somebody save their marriage, that you can help somebody. Right? So imagine as a makeup artist, right, as a stylist, you are saving people's lives. They were willing to, to part with money because money is not the biggest thing for them. Saving their looking good is the biggest thing. Confidence is the biggest thing. You know, rekindling their, their relationship is the biggest thing, right? And so we have to, again, like you said, change that perspective. Instead of thinking about us all the time, what, what is it that we do that we can provide to other people? And that is actually the definition of business, the definition of an entrepreneur, somebody who finds a solution to somebody else's problem. Ooh, I, I like that you are reminding us that perspective because a lot of people really can't wait to put the word entrepreneur in their bio on Instagram. They can't wait to put that in their title card now when we really have to remember, like, what is an entrepreneur? If you start your own business, does that essentially mean that you're an entrepreneur or does it mean that when it becomes successful, you're an entrepreneur or that when you actually gain income? So you're saying when it, it it's what? When when you have found the solution to someone's problem, you are an, you are you are an entrepreneur. When someone is willing to pay you for something that's going to make their circumstance better, then you are an entrepreneur. Yes, and you you I read uh, said that you weren't ready for entrepreneurship, even though it hit you at thirty. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I wasn't ready for entrepreneurship because, you know, you, you I, I think coming from where I came from, I thought fame equals money. I thought that, you know, if everybody knew my name, then automatically that, you know, I would be, you know, You've people would be it. knocking on, right? I made it, right? People would be knocking on my door. Uh, but what I realized was that, again, it was really about being of service, right? When I was trying to be famous when I was, you know, uh, on Hot 97 in New York or Black Enterprise. And I'm like, yes, look at me. I, you know, mama, I made it. Um, that, you know, that was self-serving. Um, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't ready because I didn't realize that I needed to make sure that I was focusing on people, that I was helping people, you know, you know, create, you know, have that, you know, have a better circumstance. Um, and so, and so really, um, my first time as an entrepreneur, I fell flat on my face, right? You got to think, you know, I was a, a VP at one of the largest banks in the world, uh, making six figures. Uh, I wrote my first book. I decided to jump out the window because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm famous now. I made it. Um, and then, you know, I, I almost lost my home, right? Because I wasn't making enough money. And so I almost went through foreclosure, you know, sitting in my driveway with a for sale sign in my, you know, in my lawn you know, looking up and, and afraid to go in because as a man, I got a wife and my daughter's two years old at the time. And I'm like, what did you do? You quit this job because, you know, you wanted to be an entrepreneur, but you weren't ready. Um, and, and the main thing was, you know, I uh, was exchanging my, 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 my time for money, right? Instead of building systems, instead of changing that relationship with money, instead of working hard for money, money needs to work hard for you. And what do I mean by that? There are four types of people in this, on this world. You have consumers, you have producers, you have investors, and you have philanthropists. What winds up happening is most of us are consumers. We make money and then we buy stuff, right? And in order for us to now, you know, you know get more money, we have to work again, make money, and now we buy stuff. And now we're, we're literally ending the cycle of money. But what if we became producers? What if we became, uh, you know, investors? What if we became philanthropists? Now we make money, and instead of just consuming, we 
produce something. We, we build something. We have something that, you know, can make us money over and over and over again. We invest. We invest in a business. We invest in the stock market. We invest in real estate. So now that money never goes away. That money now is, is becoming an income producing asset. We, right. you know, we give, right? We start, we start supporting, you know, businesses in our, in our communities. We start, you know, giving back to those institutions that support us. And so now we're cycling that money within our community. So now when we do these things, we're not, we're not exchanging time for money anymore. What we're doing is we're creating a system that allows money to work for us without us having to physically be there. And then what we do with our time is what we love, right? That's why they say, when you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. If you, if you have the right system in place, you never have to work a day in your life. And so, you know, I think it's important that we, we change that relationship with money. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, you're right. When, when your business kind of begins to breed an, ec- an ecosystem, when it starts to pick up other people, other call, like it, it, it starts to um, help other people around you instead of just being something where you bury yourself in long hours and you start to hate your own work, but it actually begins to take care of itself and you build legs for it and you build uh, connections and relationships with other people in order to make your business flourish. Like the greatest businesses that we see are the ones that provide jobs for other people, the ones that put money back into the community, the ones that allow you the freedom and the time to go and travel or be with your family or take your kids and put them in better education systems and things like that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I, and I find that today, with times being so rough, you know, um, you know when stimulus checks... It's, we haven't seen them being distributed the way that they've been promised. Um, the government and, ad, and our administration is getting itself back together. Um, people have had more than enough time at home to rethink their purpose and to reprioritize what's most important to them. A lot of people have seen the light and, you know, whether they wanted to or not, they, they have to reposition things because of their job situation or because they, they now have to find new avenues to make money. What would you say is the best piece of piece of advice you could give to the basic brother or sister out there on how to kind of just start fresh, start anew, you know, and, and look at 2021 and begin to reimagine their life around finances differently. Yeah. I, I would say the number one thing uh, is, is to, to understand your numbers, right? Know, know where, where you want to go. Um, don't spend so much time looking back. You know, a lot of times uh, when we want to start new, um, we try to look back at, you know, what did I do wrong? What can I do to, to stop this? I don't want to revisit that. Uh, I believe that, you know, wherever you, you, you pay attention to, that will be your reality. Um, and so you might think you're doing yourself a favor by saying, you know what, let me look at the bad things I did wrong so I won't do them again. And I'm going to focus on the bad thing, focus on the bad thing. But what's going to happen is that you're going to get more of those bad things. I would say start from where you are, right? You know, you know treat yourself like a GPS system. Think about this, right? You get in your car and you put the destination of where you want to go in your car in the GPS system. And let's say, for instance, as you're driving, you t- you're taking the wrong turn. You're taking the wrong turn. At no point will your GPS system recalculate and take you back to where you started in order to get to your destination. You know what your GPS system is going to do? It's going to recalibrate based on where you are at that exact moment. And we need to treat 2021 that way. Instead of looking in the past, what we did different, you know what? Where are you today? Where do you want to go? Exactly. Where do you want to go? And let's only focus on the steps that it's going to take to get there, period. 
And I think that knowing the number is important because a lot of people just say, I want to get out of debt. I want to make more money. That's not a real goal. I need you to be more specific, right? We, you know, in, in the finance world, we say we want you to have smart goals, which is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So instead of saying I want to make more money, say, you know, I am making $50,000 this year. And so what are the steps to make $50,000 this year? And so that tells you, right, it's specific, $50,000. It's measurable. You know when you reach it because you'll have 50,000. You know it's timely because, you know, by the end of the year. And so you have to you have to do the things. Now you can work backwards. Now you can say, all right, $50,000. It's February. I got 10 months. You know, that means I need to make, you know, $5,000 every month. Now, if I'm making 5,000 every month, I need to make 1250 a week. All right, so now what do I need to do to make 1250 a week? And then you go from there. So I, I would tell everybody, start from where you are at this particular moment, you know, understand your numbers, know where you are, and then start working towards, you know, the things that you need to get you to that point. Beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. How do we get more of Ash Cash's wisdom? And how do we, um, how do we connect with you and, and, and for a lot of these people, get themselves into a financial structure to start working towards their goals? Yeah, so, so number one, I have a, a program uh, called the MindRight Legacy Builders Program uh, that helps people with, uh, you know, it's a 12-step program that I created uh, where it first, you know, works on your mindset um, and then takes you through the different steps that you need in order to create true financial freedom. Uh, you can find that at mindrightlegacy.com. Uh, but I'm all over social media. Uh, my website is imashcash.com. Uh, and you can find me on, you know, I'm, I'm more active on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, my handle is imashcash. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, fam, if you guys have question, questions for Ash Cash, do hit me up in the DMs and I'm going to make sure that you get them yourself. Or like he said, you should be following him because his gram is lit, man. I mean, there's just so many things that I, I find myself screenshotting just to save, you know, just to get that, that inspo for the day, you know. And um, I think that this year is the year where people can take power into their own hands and begin to start reimagining money differently because I think we've all learned from 2020 is that nothing is promised and people aren't looking out for you like you think they are. The government isn't looking out for you the way they, that you we would like to think. And there are many opportunities out there that need us. Like you said, we need you. We need people to show us that they've got an idea for us, an invention for us, a service for us, but we need people to step up to the plate and actually picture it to happen to actually bring it to fruition and don't feel that you just have to join that nine to five you don't have to just join those type of businesses to or, or stick to that business and don't mourn those businesses that have gone now is the time to recalculate that map to get yourself to your goals i love that absolutely thank you so much ash cash i i love speaking with you and i i appreciate you spending some time just to motivate us because sometimes it just takes one person to just tell us how are we supposed to just get out of the fog and, and actually see something is possible. And what you just said is accessible for everybody. No, Jeannie, thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. Uh, because if you didn't show up, if I didn't show up, if, if the people uh, who have the different perspectives don't show up, uh, you know, people are counting on us. And so I want everybody who, again, who's hearing this people, somebody's counting on you as well. And just, just, just show up, just show up every single day. Um, you know, life, life, life is like a bank, right? If you make a deposit into the bank account, 
you, that, that money is there for you to withdraw. So if you show up and you're depositing, 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 never think that you're not going to be able to withdraw from it. So just keep showing up, keep depositing, yes. keep depositing people's lives and all will be well. Thank you. Thank you, Ash Cash. Thank you for depositing into us. Take care of yourself. All right. Thank you, Jean. Appreciate you. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey.